Good afternoon. It's Fiona Maryberry here on the Community Health and Wellness Show here on Alive 90.5. I hope you're all doing well out there. And today's guest from three o'clock to four is the wonderful Susan Rebellido with Rise to Parenthood. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Susan. Good afternoon, Fiona. Thank you for inviting me on today. You're most welcome. Let's have a quick look, guys, at the weather before we go into anything else. That was Cher Lloyd. Uh, featuring Buster Rhymes with Grow Up. And I think that's a perfect introduction to Susan Rebellido, our second guest on a, um, on a live 90.5 on your community health and wellness show. It's 16 minutes past three at the moment. So welcome, Susan. Thank you, Fiona. You're most welcome. So Susan runs Rise Into Parenthood. And I understand that this is all about empowering individual families, new parents or existing parents that have maybe got one child already and there's a new dynamic when they bring another baby home, rise into the roles of their parenthood. So um, I'm very curious to know a little bit more about this uh, from a whole perspective, but maybe can we know a little bit about you first? Absolutely. Happy to share. So my background professionally is in nursing and midwifery and I just love helping people. I've wanted to be a nurse from a very young age, apparently. My mum has even written it in my baby book. And it wasn't until after I started studying nursing and re-looked through my baby book that I'd seen in there that mum had written, Susan wants to be a nurse. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. So that was the start of my career and after finishing at uni, I did a general new graduate program, worked through medical and surgical areas and then we also got placed into a specialty area and mine was in special care nursery and neonatal intensive care. Absolutely loved working with the babies and families and helping them to connect with their babies and to be able to enjoy that initial parenthood experience. So even from a young age, you were there with parents. That's wonderful. Okay. Yeah, so that was beautiful. And after a few years of working in that environment, I started becoming more curious about how do babies end up here? What else happens for them? And how can we maybe better support parents to probably reduce some of the tension and challenges they were facing? And I spoke to some of the senior staff that I had connections with. And from those discussions, I decided to study midwifery, which I did in 2007. So that's been a while that I've been working in that space. And again, really loved the opportunity to work with families, helping prepare them for their labour and birth as well. And I would tell you on a first-hand basis that Susan, she, she'll be embarrassed if I say it, but she is one of the kindest ladies I know. So as a midwife, I can imagine you were excellent at that role thank you Fiona absolutely excellent I (laughs) I bet you were I bet you were so then from midwifery where did you go to next Throughout my midwifery journey, I predominantly worked in antenatal and I really loved looking at the education for parents and preparing them for the birth experience that they would like, giving them some education and knowledge so that they can make the decisions that would be best for them. And it's been very interesting over the last couple of years, especially one of my colleagues and I started having some discussions about an increasing number of calls we were receiving from our clients after they'd had their babies and asking questions about parenting. 
because over the last couple of years, a number of supports in that early postnatal period have not been available. Particularly around the COVID times, I can imagine that being very stretched. And now, of course, um, a lot of support services are very stretched, aren't they? They are indeed. And so we discovered that there was a need for some extra support and education in that early postnatal period. I wish you had been around when I was having my two. (laughs) And we've had a lot of comments like that from people and and other colleagues that we've discussed uh, our ideas with. And we thought, yeah, this is definitely a space that we would like to move into and just developing, again, another passion for helping people in a different way. And, yeah, that's how Rise was born. So those parents, it's not just for newborn, is it? it? It's also for if you're having, if you've already been a parent and you've got one child and all of a sudden you're bringing another dynamic into the room of a little one, it's for them as well, I should imagine. Absolutely. It doesn't matter whether it's your first, second, seventh baby because every baby is unique. They're their own personality and they don't come with an instruction manual. And and neither do the little siblings. No, exactly (laughs) right. And it is a really good opportunity to look at some of the updated support and information that's available because it might have been a long time between siblings and yeah there's different resources available and we can help support parents to connect with those resources. Well thank you Susan I think what we'll do is we're going to come back uh, after a few songs and understand a little bit more about what's involved in rising to parenthood and uh, some of the advice that you may find very very useful. For now, let's listen to Guy Sebastian with Who's That Girl? That was the wonderful Pink, one of my favourite singers, with Raise Your Glass. And I'd like to raise my glass to lovely Susan here from Rise to Parenthood, our guest on the Community Health and Wellness Show. It is 30 minutes past three. I'd like to know, Susan, a little bit for our guests out there, for our community, what is Rise into Parenthood? Tell me a little bit about the operation side of it. So in a nutshell, Fiona, our aim is to really empower parents to feel confident and prepared about their journey ahead. And we focus on supporting families throughout the fourth trimester. Fourth trimester? Sounds a bit bizarre, I know. Trimesters are usually three, but there is actually a period of time called the fourth trimester, which is the first three months after the birth of a baby. Ah, okay. And yes, this is the time that we most need it. So that's, that's okay, that's a really good play on the words. Yes. And it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does indeed. And we found that a number of our clients who were contacting us were in those initial few weeks after the baby had been after their baby had been born and they hadn't yet been engaged with some of the other services and community supports available to them. So we felt that this was a really pivotal time to be able to help parents transition into that role of parenthood because if you build that good strong foundation of parenting knowledge and skills that sets them up for a better experience later on throughout their parenting journey. So how do you go about um, you know helping them with this information and knowledge i mean is it a a weekly a a monthly thing when do you go and see them how does that work and because we look at supporting individual families we do have particular support and education programs yet the delivery of those are very flexible to meet the individual needs of each family so if a family 
knows that they are going to need some extra support after the birth of their baby, they might want to engage with us in the later part of their pregnancy. So we can do an initial get to know them stage and find out what particular supports they would like um, more help with and we can tailor the visits to support their needs. And then we would see them a couple of times after the baby's born as well, just to check in to see how they're going. Give me an, uh, give our listener an example of some of the supports that you might have helped with. So a number of the, I suppose, questions that we've had asked are around general baby care. So how often does baby sleep? When should I be feeding my baby? Does my baby look well? My baby's got a runny nose. Is that okay? So we look a lot of that general caring. How do I wrap my baby? How should I hold my baby when we're bathing? So we, as well as visiting people in their homes, we also have an email series that gets sent out one email a week for the 12 weeks that covers a different topic about that early parenting um, information. That sounds fantastic. Have you had, have you got any stories to share? We've had a, a few interesting cases. Um, one in particular had been given some well-meaning advice by family members and they weren't really sure what to do in terms of when to bath their baby. So they'd been told to bath their baby at night, other people had told them to bath it in the morning and they were a bit confused about when to do that, how to set up the room, what temperature should it be and they just needed some clarification and someone to listen to them about what they felt would work best for them and just give them some gentle guidance and encouragement. I know because it's not just the new baby that has a personality but it's each parent is individual. Not only that, each parent is individual at work too and their situation is going to be specific to you, listener. It's about what what works for you uh, and I think this is the thing that some well well-meaning advice from family people could be really well meant but might not necessarily match their exact situation or their personality that's absolutely right we're all individuals and we've all got such a wonderful unique character that we bring to the family so a baby will bring great joy and happiness to the family and there can be some challenges in adjusting to that new dynamic in the family Oh, don't I know it. Gosh, my my children are 32 and 27 and I'm just bringing back all the memories. And in fact, exactly what you said there was ex- I had four, four different family members tell me different ways to wrap my daughter when she was first born. And I was so confused. I was so confused. And in the end, I, I went with what worked for me and what I felt was right for my little one. Um Absolutely. But someone like you would have been able to put them at ease and literally go, it is their opinion, and to give you some, some guidance as to what works for you. So, and there can be many ways to do one thing, and it's about what finding what way works best for you and your baby. And one particular way won't work all the time, so it's good to have a few options up your sleeve. And that's true, isn't it, listener? Every single one of our children are different. Some are really We won't use good or bad because that's the wrong terminology. But some are active 
and some are very peaceful. Is that the right way of putting it? <laughs> That's a great way to put it, Fiona. <laughs> <laughs> and, but yeah, no, it is very interesting. Okay, well, we're going to take a little break. We're going to listen to some ABBA from Waterloo. And while we dance our butts off in the studio here, enjoy this and we'll be back very shortly. Who cannot remember ABBA from Waterloo? That's just a, an iconic song, isn't it, Susan? Indeed. And yes, we were dancing away. I hope you were tapping your hands, just not your feet if you're driving, okay? <laughs> so, yes, it is 22 minutes to 4 o'clock here on the Health and Wellness Show on a live 90.5. Um, at this point of the time in our programme, I always like to include some jokes. And because it's all about rise to parenthood, I've got some baby jokes. Are you ready, Susan? Fire away, Fiona. Yes, she heard the first programme, so she's kind of um, expecting some daggy dad jokes. Do you know why babies born on holidays are more likely to be little girls? Let me know. Because there's no male deliveries on holidays. Ha <laughs> <laughs> bum bum. <laughs> Next one. The nurse told the parents of a newborn, you have a cute baby. The smiling husband said, oh, I bet you say that to all the new parents. No, she replied, just to those whose babies really are good looking. And the husband asked, so what do you say to the others? And the nurse replied, oh, the baby looks just like you. <laughs> oh. I've heard that a few times. It makes me wonder now. <laughs> <laughs> and um, last one. Are you ready? Why didn't the baby want to be born? I don't know. Because it didn't want to give up its free womb and board. <laughs> <laughs> and with my lisp, that sounds even better. <laughs> okay. And before we go on to our next song, I just have a call out for the Women's Wellness Retreat. They're basically offering a wonderful session where uh, from from August the 12th to August the 14th, they're basically offering a retreat program for some ladies out there, basically giving you mindfulness sessions with Dr. Padmini Halpage, giving you emotion sessions with Elena Villa-Cortez, who does Thai Chai, and then also a beautiful vision board with Anita Fisher, who does holistic creative arts. Both Susan and I are looking at this going, we really want to go on it. If you're interested, then please reach out to the women's shed at hillsshire at gmail.com. I will post it in the Fiona Mary Berry Community Health and Wellness Show uh, Facebook page. So feel free to have a look at that. Right, let's listen to a group of three ladies here, Jessie J, Ariana Grande and Nicki Minaj with Bang Bang and we'll be back very soon to hear more from the lovely Susan. That was the wonderful Adele set fire to the rain and that's exactly what we've got right now with the wonderful Susan setting fire to any incidences that could potentially come up and help you. So welcome back Susan. Um, Susan is from Rise to Parentals. If you've just joined us here on the Health and Wellness Show, and we've been talking about what you do for the community, maybe you could share some advice now with them about um, what you would recommend they, they help themselves with initially. Absolutely. And sometimes being a parent, whether it's your first baby or a subsequent baby, it can be like being in a bit of a fog sometimes. 
and people get a little bit confused about where to start with looking for information. And if people are in that space, a great place that you could start off with is your local government website. They'll often have information around parenting support and parenting groups. You've also got the option of connecting with your care provider that you've been seeing throughout your pregnancy and they might be able to direct you to your local child and family health service or community supports. Oh, they're brilliant. Um, in terms of the things, the additional things that you will go through, uh, because I was uh, literally as we were in the break, we, uh, Susan and I was talking about all the issues that I had with my two children 27 and 32 years ago. And I really had wished we did have some support from a, a lady that would come around once a month, uh, but not the sort of support you're talking about and the information given, particularly with the second child. Because the dynamic was so different. When I came home with my second baby, the first baby, I could just spend all the time on the baby. Then all of a sudden, I had this little one that also needed the attention. Can you give us some, uh, our listeners, some advice on that? Yeah, it can be very challenging. And looking at some self-care time is very important. So when you read out that information about the wellness retreat, I thought that was a fantastic idea. And... Again, trusting your instincts so you know your baby best and your toddler as well and looking at the layers of support that you have available to you. Some people might have a lot of support within the first couple of weeks that then might dwindle away. So what our role is, is to be able to come in and listen to the parents and look at what their particular needs are and be able to guide them into areas and supports that will help them even beyond that fourth trimester. So in that regard, we're a bit like a wayfinder. Correct. And the other thing that was really useful is, again, when I'm going back to the stages when I was a young when a young mum and, um, you know, you I had advice from my family on how to do things. My husband had advice from his family how I should do things. And had I had someone like yourself, then myself and my husband probably wouldn't have been at loggerheads because that's how they thought it should be done. But it was our decision his and mine for us to make on our baby and I think that's where you would come in and mediate and help a bit easier to make it a small decision not become a mountain absolutely and helping the parents to look at what are their intentions as parents and how do they want to parent their family Hmm. which might be similar or different from the way that they were raised I agree totally. That's so wonderful. I really appreciate everything you've said to us today. Is there anything you want to leave the listener with before we say goodbye? I'd just like to reach out and save anybody around the Penrith, Hawkesbury or Hills area is expecting a baby or know of anybody who may be expecting a baby, please feel free to reach out to us and we'd be more than happy to have a conversation about what your needs are. Um, can they find your website? What what do they search for on yes, your website? Yes, so the website is riseintoparenthood.com.au Beautiful. Or you could email us at hello at riseintoparenthood.com.au Good, and that will give them some more information on info. Absolutely. And even if you live outside of those general areas, we can still reach out and contact you and be able to connect with you in different ways other ways other than face-to-face. So that's always an option as well. That's fantastic, guys. So thank you very much for coming on 
to Alive 90.5. Susan, really appreciate it. Thank you, Fiona. And I just want to thank Alive 90.5 FM as well for this opportunity. Very grateful for this time. No, no problems. I think uh, uh, the reason for bringing people on like yourself is you're full of knowledge, uh, information that our community love to hear about. And if nothing else, even if it just opens up the conversation of, you know, what shall we do in this case, then at least they're not making loggerheads at such issues that can be quite small. Okay, 